The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark chapter 9. They went on from there and passed through Galilee. He did not want anyone to know it, for he was teaching his disciples, saying to them, The Son of Man is to be betrayed into human hands, and they will kill him, and three days after being killed he will rise again. But they did not understand what he was saying and were afraid to ask him. Then they came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, What were you arguing about on the way? But they were silent, for on the way they had argued with one another who was the greatest. He sat down and called the twelve and said to them, Whoever wants to be first must be last of all and servant of all. Then he took a little child and put it among them. And taking it in his arms, he said, Whoever welcomes one such child in my name welcomes me. And whoever welcomes me welcomes not me, but the one who sent me. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. Let us pray. Almighty God, you come to the cross. You bring us to your love and your salvation. You name those who are great, those who are downtrodden and cast out, and you name them as your children. We thank you for changing the world into your kingdom. Amen. Excuse me for the uh, allergy season is here and the medicine is not working real well this morning. So, peanuts. You know that I like peanuts. They're my favorite cartoon people. Linus asked his sister Lucy, Why are you always so eager to criticize me? Lucy says, I think I have a knack for seeing other people's faults. Linus says, What about your own faults? And Lucy, with much confidence, says, I have a knack for overlooking them. Lucy, who's the greatest? So Jesus is walking with his disciples and he's telling them that he will be killed. Did you ever stop to think about what is involved in the theology of the crucifixion? If you do, you know that it gets rather confusing quickly. What kind of God would kill his own son? What kind of God wants sacrifice? What kind of God deals with sin that way? It's lots of questions. But Jesus tells his disciples he's going to be crucified. And then he tells them, you must be like me. Put away power and praise. 
Look at the child. That's your example. And they are confused. Betrayal. That word really means into the hands of all humanity, or humanity will kill Jesus. It's not the Jewish authorities, it's not the Gentiles, it's not the Romans who will kill Jesus, but all humanity. Jesus must suffer at the hands of the representatives of the whole human race. We kill Jesus. And Jesus does not die in order for God to be gracious and forgive sins. We often say that. But Jesus dies because he declares the forgiveness of sins. Jesus dies because he, ins- he associates with the impure and the worst of sinners, the poorest. Jesus dies because the orig- religious establishment and the political establishment cannot tolerate God's grace. So it's a radical grace that Jesus proclaims. It doesn't rely on the status of the person or the wealth of the person or the achievements of the person. In fact, that's the exact opposite. Jesus' grace means being humble and lowly and vulnerable like a child. Being great in Jesus' terms is risky because it can get a person killed. But Jesus teaches, this is the way of life. So what does it mean to be great? In the ancient world, the scale of great was totally different from what we understand in America. The ancient world had no middle class. You were either wealthy or very wealthy or extremely wealthy, or you were poor, living from day to day. Who is great? So Jesus is leaving one area and he's heading someplace else, and the Disciples start arguing. And they're arguing because Jesus has just told them he was going to die. And so they're arguing about who will be greatest, who will take the place of Jesus when Jesus is gone. And then Jesus puts a child there. And Jesus says, if you're going to be great, be a servant. And it's not what the disciples were expecting. I 
I said Jesus was going from one place to another. That other place where Jesus is going is on the road to Jerusalem. Even while the disciples are misunderstanding what it means to be great in the kingdom of God, Jesus is being great and walking the way to Jerusalem and the cross. And he will sacrifice everything for them, for us. So great. Greatness is defined by weakness and vulnerability, by service and sacrifice, by humility and honor, by truthfulness and faithfulness. That is the life of greatness that we are called to. It turns out then that to be great means that you focus on someone else other than self. Cross great children. We have a picture of children that shows them being innocent and trusting, having imagination and delightfully playing at the feet and knee of Jesus, this gentle Jesus. It's a wonderful picture, but it's false. To be a child in Jesus' day was a time of terror. 30% of all births ended in death. 30% of all live births were dead by the age of six. And 60% of those who were living were gone by the age of 16. To be a child meant to face death. Children are always the first to suffer in famine or in war or in disease or in dislocation. And if they made it to adulthood, most of them made it with only one parent or no parents at all. Children had no status. Many children did not receive a family name until they were almost an adult. And Jesus comes along. And Jesus says, here is the greatest. And he lifts up a child. He lifts up someone who is poor. He lifts up someone who is hurting. He lifts up someone who is displaced. And then he makes those people his church. He makes hospitality central to what he is about. We call it love. Hospitality to those who would follow Jesus. And then he names us the body of Christ. And he wants us 
to reach out. And we've done it. When I first came here, there was some confusion about bread and wine. And we discussed it. And we came up with a statement that said, when the parents say the child is ready for bread and wine, they can come to communion. It changes our view of what God is about. There's a false Christian teaching called Gnosticism. The Gnostic faith says it's the right knowledge of certain secrets that brings us to salvation. Doesn't talk about God's gifts. Doesn't talk about God's love. It talks about that secret knowledge when you have enough knowledge to come to Holy Communion. The children lead us. Two children's sermon in a row. Who's the greatest in your family? I was expecting to hear mom or dad. Both times, it was God. Children lead us. We need to be aware of the minorities and those who are in danger like children. Martin Niemöller, a German pastor during the Holocaust during World War II, says this, First they came for the socialist, and I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. And then they came for the trade unions, and I did not speak out because I did not belong to a trade union. And then they came for the Jews, and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. And then they came for me, and there was no one left to speak for me. Martin Luther King Jr. says, Injustice anywhere threatens justice everywhere. We are told to be great in the kingdom of God, like a child. Sheila received a new baby in her family. She wanted to talk to her little baby brother, but mom and dad were a little worried because they had heard that sometimes jealousy would make an older four-year-old hit a newborn. And so they said no. And then they said no. And they finally said, well, okay. And so Sheila walked up to her baby brother in his crib, put her face right next to his face, and then she said, Baby, tell me what God feels like. I'm starting to forget. Amen.